So I've gone ahead and applied a couple materials here. You can see I've made some of the colors. Uh, the chairs are a little bit different colors. Uh, the table we'll go into in just a second. I've made the walls a different color. So one of the things I want to show you about paint really quickly is that if we want to make the ceiling basically a white color and we're going to look for my paint ceiling you can see that I can paint it by essentially it's by face so if I wanted this to be a different accent color and I've got paint ceiling accent the face of the object can be just a little bit different and I'm using tab to select each of the different pieces so you do have to be somewhat careful and figure out exactly which face you're painting or which object you're painting so you can paint those but you do have to remember if we control tab you do have different faces that you may not see in your view but could affect some of the reflections or lighting or things like that so it's it's good to set up a couple different views to make sure that you're getting all of those pieces correct so we're not going to render from that view we're going to go back to this view which is the view we're going to render so let's talk about the chairs and the tables so the chairs if I select this chair it's a steel case family you can see that the upholstery is a fabric leather and I've made that in our material library just like the red is a red maharam and a blue maharam is the blue so but why didn't it change this piece well to figure that out you actually have to go into the family and the same thing applies to our table and we'll look at that in just a second but if we go to this family and I'm going to control tab to a plan view so that we can say edit family and we select that piece and rotate that just so it becomes a little bit easier so that piece you can see here the material is set inside of the family where if we select like the headrest you can see there the material is by instance so what we can do really quickly so we can select that and I'm going to select the same little dialog box and I'm going to assign it associate it to a family parameter being upholstery say OK and then I'm going to load that back into the project and I'm going to overwrite those so now it's replicating through all of those chairs didn't take too long I'm going to close our family and I don't want to save it because I just want to keep it in the file so here you can see now that that piece has become part of those chairs so let, what about the table in one of the other exercises where I was talking about families you have to be careful about how you create these families now this is a new craft table new craft is a manufacturer of tables mostly conference room furniture and if I edit that family and I go to these pieces if I select that you can see the whole thing is one object so I brought in a 3d CAD file for this table essentially 
So what can I do here? There's not a whole lot that we can do. We can add some materials to this, but it takes a little bit extra effort in that you have to go back into the CAD file and understand which layers you're working with. So if if the if we go to a hidden line, if these pieces are on a let's say a metal layer, you could assign a material to that layer. Or if this was on a wood layer, you could assign a material to that layer and that will assign those materials here. So when you bring in objects from a 3D file, you have to be very careful. That's why it's important, if you can, to get Revit families that you can edit and manipulate a little bit easier than this CAD file. If we close this out, and we can quickly load in a different family if we need to. And for our final render, I probably will, or I'll show you how to edit these materials. go back to our view that we want to render and we're just going to do a quick test say render so what I touched on here quickly was how to edit materials how to create new ones what happens if you duplicate materials now that's not always the case sometimes you can duplicate and it doesn't make a copy like it was before at least in this file. So you just have to play around with that a little bit. I discussed tiling, how that affects the image, how some of the lighting affects the image, and once again this was a different view than what we were working in last so what we probably need to do is just make sure that everything is the correct style that we want and we're going to go to a sun setting and this is going to mimic what we were doing in our other view and maybe we make it let's make it 3 p.m. as opposed to 4 p.m. as opposed to um, 10 a.m. and we're going to look at well just exposure and everything later so let's render that And as I was saying, you can manipulate materials, you can do whatever you need to with those materials inside the material editor. There are some exceptions. You look at tiling as far as how an object repeats. And that becomes very important when you're looking at images that you download from the internet. So those fabrics I've downloaded from Mahiram, they may not tile 100%, but it's probably good enough for what we need. We can look at how the lighting is affected. Uh, we can change the settings on our lighting. So in this case, maybe we want to up our interior lighting. We can always change our exposure control. So we said 9 was probably okay. Um, maybe we change the midtones to be 2.5 and let's change the shadows to be 0.5 and apply. That's 
probably a little bit too bright, so maybe we look at 1.75. So this is where you really start tweaking how your image really starts to look. And you will get a different look. This is great for testing. When you change this from draft to a low or a medium, you will get a completely different look. Well, not completely different. You will get a different look. Obviously, things will be a little bit more detailed. The materials will be a little bit crisper and cleaner. But you will start adding, obviously, computer time. And that's where rendering in the cloud through the Autodesk Cloud can save you some time because you're not using your computer to render. Or you set this to render your best quality overnight and you take a look at it from there. So I'm going to set this to medium. As we saw before, it took about 37 seconds to render that. So now I'm going to look at changing this to medium. So you can see that the medium level render took us about three and a half minutes, which isn't bad. We get a nice quality little render. Gives us a lot better idea of what uh, things are going to look like. But obviously we're still getting a lot of the little speckles and artifacts that when we go to best, quality that will go away. So from this point you could export this and save it as I'll say medium test and you can save it as a JPEG or a TIFF uh, PNG. Now if you have something that is looking outside and you want to see a sky I would suggest using PNG or TIFF because you can use an alpha channel and we'll look at that quickly in, in Photoshop a little bit later. So, But for this purpose we'll just save it as a JPEG. Save. And so now that file exists in our project directory. Now you can also save it to the project and you can save it as a, a specific view. So we're going to cancel out of that and we're going to say show the model. So we talked about a couple different views, or different styles of views. So we had our consistent, we had an ambient material or shadows, we had our hidden line, and we had realistic. So you can start to see some of the materials a little bit better. We had a shaded view and we had our shadow view and what I want to do is I'm going to export each of these so that we can take a look at how we could create a view inside of Photoshop and use just even just these styles and create a nice little image from each of these so we're going to do a quick export for these images and we're just going to go to the R and we're going to say export and we want to save an image file image and animation we'll say image and we're going to select the views and I want to use ambient consistent hidden line realistic shaded and shadows and we can say okay you can save this list if you're going to plan on doing this a lot uh, but I'm not going to for the moment. And I want to edit the width. So 512 
image is not very big so I'm actually going to make these a decent size so that I can do some quick work inside of Photoshop and I want to hide anything and I want to save these as TIFFs and save these as TIFFs everything looks okay we'll save it to that directory and we'll just say okay and it's going to quickly go through and export each of those images and now if I go to my directory it's in a different directory go to documents look here so you can see each of these views are now part of our file so we can take that view and I'm going to open up two other views real quick just to show you a quick idea of what I'm talking about so I'm going to open up the ambient view and then I'm going to open up the shadows view so since I've created a TIFF we're going to look at quickly doing some layering so I've just use my selection tool and from the other windows I just held down shift and dragged the image to this view so you can see I've got my shadows my ambient occlusion and then my shaded view all in one view or all in one image so what I want to do here really quickly is I'm going to select my ambient I'm going to change this to multiply and you can see very quickly I've added some contact shadows to our image so if I change the opacity down maybe to 50 percent I get a nice little effect in here for what the contact shadows are in the corners and I can turn on our other layer and say multiply that as well and so really quickly and we jump this down to 50 percent as well really quickly I've created just a, a quick render using the consistent views and it allows me to just do a quick style and if I change some of the levels we can change the brightness of it maybe I've made it too bright there so we'll just do a quick adjustment and maybe I change the ambient to 70% as opposed to 50 and now you can see I'm just developing a, a quick hidden line style of render using just views from Revit so I've used the views that we created here like I said I've used shadows I've used the consistent colors but you could do the same with shaded or even realistic 
So if we if we take in the realistic image here. Shift, drag, and drop. And that shift, when you hold down shift, it copies it to the center of the view. So we're going to move that down below our amb ambient occlusion. And here the ambient occlusion may be too dark, so maybe we'll lighten that up to a, a 40. And maybe we just uh, adjust the levels on this. so we get a little bit brighter image. So real quick, just by taking the views from Revit, even though they're not fully rendered, we've created a, a quick image that we can edit and adjust as, as we need to. So if you want to add materials inside of this view for the table, you could do that as opposed to having to try and figure out how to add materials as part of the layers. So, and then you can combine different things from each of these renders. So maybe you just wanted the chairs from the realistic and you wanted to use the, the walls and the colors from the consistent color view. You can start to cut out some of those images or some of those parts of the image by using your magic wand or using your lasso tool to get the, the items that you need. So those are just some real quick ways to get the different styles that you're looking for and quick views from Revit. So now we'll start looking at how do we export from Revit to some of our other software. So one last thing before we move on to exporting from Revit for other software is I'm creating a TIFF file that will be saved in your project files. The TIFF file will allow us to keep the layers. I could save it as a Photoshop file as well. And when I save the TIFF, I use LZW compression and I use the zip compression for the layers. And that just saves us on some file size. And I like using TIFFs, but I, like you said, you could use Photoshop files as well so that you could maintain your layers. TIFFs, because you can do the compression, uh, will allow you to open in any version of Photoshop where sometimes you have to do a maximum compatibility if you're going from one version of Photoshop to another. So you have to be a little bit careful with some of those options. But this is just a, a personal preference of mine. 